0: You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and um, always delighted to introduce and have a chat with musicians and composers, uh, singers, songwriters from Ireland and uh, some of us are familiar, some may not be familiar with Mundy and Mundy has performed, he's been on the road now for uh, quite a number of years, he's from the heart of Ireland in County Offaly. And, uh, well, now living in Dublin, you can never take Offley out of the man. Mundy, welcome to Irish Radio Canada. Thanks for having me. County Offley. your roots. You grew up music around you, or how did you get involved?
1: Um, Well, I grew up in a pub um, on the main street in Burr, and there was a lot of pubs in in the town when I grew up, and every second pub on the main street on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday would have had music at in some shape or form, uh, over the weekend. So, it was kind of a good buzz, going through the town, or it seemed like a busy town, when I was younger. Um, so that would have been a start, and even in our own pub, we would have had to play, um, you know, music on our, we had an eight track and then we had a cassette player, uh, but you know, we would, I would have heard Roy Orbison, and Simon Garfunkel, and all that when I was young. And then I had, uh, on one side, of my dad's side, I had an aunt and an uncle, that loved singing, and then on my mother's side, She's from Longford, uh she reared six kids on her own and they all played music and I think when I used to see them on a Sunday disappear to the rooms uh playing a guitar and accordion and a tin whistle, I, I felt very envious of that. So that kinda got me into it, I suppose. So did are
0: you were are you in some way self taught then or did you get a formal musical education?
1: Well, I got a few piano lessons when uh, I was younger but we didn't have a piano so that didn't work. Right. Um, and the whole theory part of it wasn't something that was attractive to me, but when I was about 14, uh, I re-strung a guitar that I had got when I was a kid and me and a bunch of uh, classmates, we used to run up to the prayer room in the school and kind of teach each other a few chords and uh, eventually we formed a band together and um, that's where the itch really kicked off. Right, you,
0: know? right. you Did you go away to school or did you go to secondary school around Burr?
1: I was in a, 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 a place called Burr Community School, which was uh, just, a, I think it was a 15-minute walk. <laughs> so I, did, I didn't know not did far to go. I used to go home for my, my lunch every day, so um, yeah, right in the town.
0: So as you said, when you were starting out, like the the music you were listening to, Roy Orbison, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. How would you describe your music now? How would you describe where you've landed?
1: Um I still haven't found what I'm looking for.
0: Who sang it? I know that song.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like that. I I I love music so much though. I, jazz wouldn't be something that I dabble in, but I um, I I love my Americana style music. I love my Irish roots. Um, I suppose I'm a bit of a rocker at heart, um, and I love folk as well. So I I kind of call my music folk rock, so to speak. You know, um. So, uh, you know, I, I don't really have a certain style, but it's definitely, when I'm not with a band, I, I do a lot of uh, gigs on my own on my acoustic guitar or with a violin player, and it comes it, it would come across as a folk folk rock situation.
0: And then, when it came into creativity, um, you were happy to put pen to paper?
1: Yeah, like, I think what's great about starting off young, and you get compliments. I mean, I started off as a 14... And I think I knew about three songs, and my dad had me playing in the bar. I knew "Blown in the Wind," "Catch the Wind," and "Sailing," so they were all quite windy songs. But uh,
0: bar does have weather. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. But my dad said I was ready after three songs, so uh, I think every week I knew a different song. So I was, you know, week by week I was getting on a new one, and I don't the, the customers were quite complimentary. And I think when you're that young, um, and people give you compliments, you, you've uh, no fear. And I started writing my own songs, and then I flip in the odd one of my own and never seemed to get any uh, complaints. And from there, I, I kind of really just kept kept building up a kind of a, a
0: repertoire, you know. So what would have been your first song that you put out there that um, took flight?
1: Um, well, my first album came out 21 years ago uh, in 2000 and... Uh, sorry, 1996, what am I talking about? Um, and uh, there was a song on it Called to you, I bestow, and it ended up on a very famous movie called Romeo and Juliet, which is a Hollywood blockbuster. And uh, that was really my first kind of uh, big kind of uh, I suppose big awareness of where people heard about me. You know? So I was only twenty-one well, when that
0: happened. That was fantastic, and and since then you've been, you've been able to derive your livelihood from the music industry.
1: Yep, thank God uh, it's. It's not been easy at times, um, but uh, it's never failed to um uh keep me from getting a job, you know. Although I sometimes I do see it as work. There's a lot of travel involved nowadays, you know. Um I, I'm I'm kinda of one of the I'm kinda of like one of the recession um vintage where a lot of my age group would have uh, emigrated around two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, so I have to go and play to them.
0: Then in the Irish context, where you you are very well known in Ireland, where have you successfully been able to to um, get your name out there? Because I would say it's without being other than realistic, like you haven't successfully uh, cracked the North American market. You would not be known out there yet.
1: No, although there's pockets in North America um, where you know in the states where I can go over. Couple of times a year, and uh, do a run of. I've, done, I've been over there and done six weeks, but I could do you know a run of two and a half weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and and come back with a come back with um, a salary, you know. So uh, I w- I'm not pay- I wouldn't be playing to big crowds, but yeah, it's steady, you know. Like I mean, on a level of stadiums or whatever, you know what I mean, or arenas or you know theaters, but you know some places are better than others, and um, it's been good to me, you know.
0: Right, and you haven't. Uh, Canada has been elusive for you so far. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm very interested. In like, um, one of my biggest heroes would be Neil Young, and um, uh, big Leonard Cohen fan. I know I love some, you know, I love, uh, Toni Mitchell. She's Canadian as well. I love, I love loads of Kathleen Edward, Kathleen Edwards. I love loads, loads of Canadian music. So I'm, I'm
0: interested.
1: It's funny, you know, being, being from Ireland, I'm more interested in. <laughs> the regurgitated folk music.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the, the classics are always the classics are relevant to where they come from.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's kind of like um, the I- Irish music. You know, um, is kind of immigrant music. But you know, I've, I've been listening. To, I'd probably be listening to Bob Dylan doing his version of Irish music. You know, rather than the actual Irish
0: music. Right, and he did. He did some recordings with one of the Tansies.
1: Yeah, he did, and he, he rewrote some Irish songs too. You can kind of hear them. If you listen closely enough, you can hear uh, lines um, borrowed from here and there. So
0: so then you've collaborated with quite a few other artists.
1: Yeah, like um, I had great success with Sharon Shannon. Um, she's a very well-known Irish accordion player that you, you, you're well aware of. But um, we had a fluke of a hit with a uh, Steve Earle song called Galway Girl. And literally we were on the radio on the same night at the same time. And I was requested to learn call of a girl off a piece of paper or sing it off a piece of paper and I did and by the time I got home and woke up the next day it, it was nearly a hit so uh, there's just a certain energy that me and Sharon found and um, it, it was very generous generous to us and still is.
0: And you, you um, got to perform with um, Desi O'Halloran and Curtin in the kitchen?
1: That's it and um, Desi I suppose he made that song kind of very popular. I suppose the Clancy's had a version of it too, but um, we, when we went down to re-record, I think, um, Desley was down there, and then Damien Dempsey was down there, and a few other people, and we all took on a, a, a verse of "Courtin' in the Kitchen and released it again as a single, um, and uh, it had a great, great buzz about it.
0: You've also taken Galway Girl to the Irish language.
1: Yeah, this is another surprise. Um uh, I sadly don't speak the Irish language, but I've done my best to to sing a few songs in the language. Um, I I did a couple of my own songs for these uh, Shock and the Niguelga albums, and then after girl, the girl had success, I did um, I did the I, I did Colleen the that's It's called in Irish, and um, I even just got requested the other day for somebody wants to put it into a book into, into an Irish language book or something uh, because the kids love it, you know.
0: Are you are you working on anything at the moment? What, what's in the pipeline?
1: Um, I'm writing songs at the moment. Uh, this is, I find this time of year a lovely time to kind of gather my thoughts and be reflective. and uh, So I'm, I'm trying to bash out a few songs at the moment. I, I, I'm actually working on a song at the moment called Kill the Commentator, which is uh, about that voice in your head that stops you from doing all the things you want to do. So um, I don't know whether it's ever going to see the light of day or not, but I think Working at it since uh, eight o'clock this
0: morning. So now, when you when when you say that, and you've been working at it since eight o'clock this morning, um, would you have a, a drawer full of material at the moment that you might go back to and pull something out and work on? The reason I ask is there was chat with Charlie Lansborough, and uh, Charlie was saying that he has a drawer full of work that he is unfinished.
1: Yeah, like I I've been for every album I've made, I've probably brought. Sixteen or eighteen songs to the table, um, and only ever ten or eleven or twelve max would would be recorded. And so there was always those six lying around, and so there's all the bank of you know forty odd songs that are kind of uh, keep coming back. Some some it's like kind of trying to crack a code. Uh, you just you might do one number short or one letter short of getting there. So I always go back and play around with the unfinished ideas and see if there's anything in there. Especially if I, if, if they come back into my head, I, I believe that there's something in there worth uh, revisiting.
0: Well, given the time of the year that it is, we're in the depths of winter, um, is there any piece of work of yours that is reflective of this time of year?
1: I have a song called uh, January's Blue. Okay. Um, it's, quite, it's quite a rocky song. Uh, it's on my album Strawberry Blood. Um, but it, uh, it's a very upbeat, positive song because of the transition from January being quite... Well, if it's, if it's freezing cold, it, it can be quite a, a hard month, and I think people get, you know, the, the blues from the short hours of the day, uh, short light hours of the day, but this song is celebrating uh, the end of January and going into the spring. And, uh, I, I'm interested. I, I, I like it.
0: Monday. I want to thank you for taking the time, and we're going to wrap up with um, your hope, for the end of January and the start start of what, of course, is the Irish New Year, the 1st of February, is is the Celtic New Year, and uh, we'll play that. And I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been fascinating having a chat.
1: Thanks very much.